now we go to 42, 25. Then Joseph gave a command to fill their sacks with grain, to restore every man's month to his sack, and to give them provisions for the journey. Thus he did for them. So they loaded their donkeys with the grain and departed from there. But as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey feed at the encampment, he saw his money, and there it was in the mouth of his sack. So he said to his brothers, my money has been restored, and there it is in my sack. You know, then their hearts failed them, and they were afraid, saying to one another, what is this that God has done to us? And they went to Jacob, their father, in the land of Canaan, and told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man who is lord of the land, he spoke roughly to us and took us for spies of the country. But we said to him, We are honest men. We are not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more. The youngest is our father this day in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the lord of the country, said to us, By this I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me. Take food for the famine of your household and be gone and bring your youngest brother to me so I shall know that you are not spies but that you are honest men. I will grant your brother to you and you may trade in the land. Then it happened as they emptied their sacks that surprisingly each man's bundle of money was in his sack and when they and their father saw their bundles of money they were afraid. And Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And you want to take Benjamin. All these things are against me. Then Reuben spoke to his father, saying, Kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my hands, I'll bring him back to you. But he said, my son shall not go down with him, for his brother is dead and is left alone. If any calamity should befall him along the way in which you go, then he will bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Now, very, very interesting um, strategy that uh, Joseph had adopted here. And... Um, I wonder if it had not crossed their mind that there must be something strange about this Lord of Egypt. Why, for example, is he restoring the money of spies? Of course, all their mind was that this is a conspiracy to entangle them and then imprison them in Egypt. Maybe nobody ever thought that this could be Joseph. You know? But um, it tells us that um, God has his ways. The wisdom that he put in the heart of Joseph to show forgiveness and love in a strange way. <laughs> Very strange way. You know, that that um, drove the people 
to genuine repentance. Because this is at the center of it all. There must be genuine repentance before you can you and I can benefit from forgiveness. Don't listen to anyone who tells you that you don't need to repent. That just believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and then you are fine. So how are you going to live after that? If you didn't repent, are you going to continue your sin then? Our Lord Jesus Christ continued from where John started. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, he said, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is here. That the Bible says that's how he began. He, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When people say that there is no need for repentance because grace has, has solved all the problem with sin, they miss the point entirely that grace is only available to the repentant. Forgiveness is only available to the repentant. You cannot, you cannot offer forgiveness to the unrepentant but well, you can offer forgiveness to the unrepentant, but only as, as an invitation. If you repent, if much virtue Shakespeare said, much virtue in if, if, if you repent, you will be forgiven. The gospel that says whether you repent or not, you are forgiven. It is very incomplete. It is very incomplete. Because the unrepentant will not benefit from forgiveness. They're not even seeking it. But if the unrepentant are seeking forgiveness and yet deliberately going back to their sin, then it makes nonsense of the whole salvation. We need to stop. Don't, don't just believe what people say. You need to stop and think about it. Put yourself in the place of God. You know, somebody's uh, self-indulgent. And the inspiration is that you're always forgiven. How would you handle that? I don't see that in the scripture. What I see is that the sins, all the sins are forgiven in Christ Jesus. But only the repentant benefits. Only the repentant benefit. Because it doesn't make any sense for the unrepentant to benefit and continue in their sin. So anyway, Joseph, Joseph, uh, uh, um, uh, in short, through all of these, that even though he was harsh to them, if they had thought a little more deeply, they would realize that this is harshness of a different nature. It's a harshness of a different nature. Because it's a harshness that was also generous and, and uh, obviously forgiven. Of course, they had already captured uh, 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 the element of their remorse at what they did to him. But he wanted to ensure that they were genuinely penitent 
and that they, they, they will not fall back again. You know, I don't know the, all the details of their conversation. But if they didn't give food to Simeon's family, then it shows that the hardness of heart is still in them. Because Simeon was a prisoner on their behalf. Anyway, these are all the factors that show that we are genuinely repentant, that we have changed our ways, that we have changed our outlook, you know, and so we can uh, genuinely uh, uh, receive the love of God and his forgiveness. But go on from there to lead a new life. That's the point that Apostle Paul was making. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. You know, Second Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. Then 15. He died for all that those who live, you see, should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. You cannot, nobody can receive the, the forgiveness of God in Christ Jesus and then continue in a self-indulgent life. It does, it just is incompatible. Because when you are when you and I receive that, it is so that you may go and live the life of Christ. May God uh, make it clear to us. Amen. And may we receive grace to help people change their beliefs. Amen. 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 May it please you, O oh God of all grace, to empower us 